0: We are back on Thursday night. Back-to-back shows. Big big week for us, Mike. Heading into a knucklemania 3 week next week which I can't fucking wait for. What's oh up, goodness. Mike?
1: I right. I you can't wait. I can't wait.
0: I can't <laughs> freaking wait. Dude, so anybody that's paying attention to, to what's going on in Albuquerque next week, they they released the press or the media schedule for next week and when mike and i get there on wednesday we're going to get there sometime midday but that afternoon 3 p.m. mountain time so it'll be 5 p.m. here mountain. and i'm not i'm not really sure if they're going to play play footage from the the open workouts are at jackson wink on wednesday yes and we're expecting the top four fights to be doing open workouts there. That means Lorenzo and Richmond. That means Trout and Diego. That means John Dawson, Jared Grant, and that means Greg Hardy and uh, w- Josh Watson. So Mike and I will be at one of the most famous gyms ever in combat sports, Jackson Wink Academy, fucking we we are planning to go live from those open workouts and get as much as we can from as many people that want to talk with us man Yep, kyle dollar in the jar 13.2 seconds in three cuss words oh my bad big ben i did in 13 seconds every once in a while i just use fuck like a comma you yeah, I, mean? I didn't even
1: hear any of them. Zero. It's, it's I picked still... up zero of those. <laughs> I hope they weren't within the first 30 seconds. You got to count the intro, too, because if it is, then I got to report that shit. And maybe you know, less monetization. Oh, that... I mean, it's just a whole thing. I mean, Kyle just put us out on the sidewalk. I did not. We're going to be that. living hey, in a box
0: hey. after this show. Hey, before we go any further and do anything, we got Mike Richmond in the waiting room to come in. I want to give a shout out to uh, the Donnybrook Company, Michael Quig. The Artist oh, yeah. of artists, dude. Check these things out. He sent me and Mike a couple of uh posters today. Look at
1: those things.
0: So we we got the, the Richmond Hunt uh main event poster here beautiful with the yeah. uh Tingley Coliseum at the bottom and all that jazz. But I love then it. a second one that has all the fights at the bottom. You see that it has the whole fight card at the bottom and the main event guys at the top. Very cool posters, these things are awesome. I'm going to bring Mike his this weekend or whenever the hell I see him. And uh, shout out to you, Michael Quig and the Donnie Brook Company. Somehow we have Mike twice in yeah. the room down there. Yes. So um, without further ado, why don't we just go ahead and bring in one got, half of them.
1: We, we got to play the. You got to play the sponsor, man. Oh, Can't skip the sponsors.
0: All right, Mike, just hang in there for a second. We're going to shout out our sponsors, our great sponsors. Real quick, greatest commercial ever made in the history of commercials. Here Norcom
1: is. Mortgage and Michael Mish are delivering the American dream to those who serve America, helping veterans obtain the dream of home ownership. They offer programs that include no money down, no first-time homebuyer requirement, 100% cash-out refinances, rehab loans they can help you purchase a home purchase a condo refinance an existing mortgage create a dream home with rehab loan to learn more visit www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call
0: 860-884-2103 Always, always want to learn more, Mike. I always want to learn more. Every single time I watch that, I hear that. Uh, to learn more, <laughs> to learn more, everybody, really, go back, watch that commercial, get that phone number, call up Mike Mish, and it. get him to help you with all your home-owning dreams because he can make that shit happen. And he's licensed in 38 states, including all the major ones, Florida, California, Texas, uh, New York, you name it. He's probably got a license to uh, help you guys out there. Um, and we got Guerrilla Warfare Apparel. We are wearing it on our shirts tonight. They always hook us up. They hook a lot of fighters up. Go to guerrillawarfareapparel.com, use promo code Mike and Mish, and get 15% off your purchase. Without further ado, we have one half of the main event in one week in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Knuckle Mania 3. We got the guy himself taking on Juggernaut Lorenzo Hunt. He is the Marine, he's Mike Richmond. There uh, he is,
2: there he is So guys, how you doing? Can you see me good enough?
0: Yeah, it's, you're a little dark, a little,
1: but you know, a- it gives it that scary, like a <laughs> horror movie, like a, a, a murder
2: is about to happen
0: Yeah, you, you look like got a real gangster vibe to you tonight, dude, what's going on?
2: You know, I'm just in one of my, um, one of my uh, big champagne rooms here at the club, so I slid off to the side, turn the music off, and, and bust out this <laughs> interview real quick nice i love you,
0: it how come every how come anytime you do uh, an interview with us from the club you are by yourself on oh. the screen like i feel <laughs> like i feel like you could have company just hanging with you while we talk to you you know what I'm saying? i thought
2: about it honestly i thought about
0: it <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man oh dude we are uh we're eight days out from the, one of the biggest fights in the history of bare knuckle fighting uh we really worked hard to get this fight made i feel like mike and i we don't have anything to do with matchmaking or anything like that but we made an honest effort to try to speak for the fans and get this fucking fight made and oh, it's yeah. finally made And you're eight days out talk to us where your head's at how you feeling headed in there uh heading to albuquerque next week
2: no i t- to go off of what you're saying i think you guys were definitely a big part of all of that, help building it up, help, help building the fight. To uh, so most importantly, what the fans want to see—the majority of the fans, anyways—you uh, don't know, want to see this, uh, see this uh, rivalry rivalry finally come to head. Uh, I'm, I feel excited. I'm in a I'm in a good place, good mood. I'm ready to fucking get down and get after it. Um, yeah, man. We're just fucking what, Seven days away tomorrow.
0: Seven days away to. Um, have you fought in Albuquerque before? I've not. Never, never been down there before for a fight. Um, Mike and I were very surprised to uh, to learn about the altitude when we got down there because obviously we're not high school or college scholars, and apparently geography is not our fucking cup of tea. And I had no idea that Albuquerque sits six thousand feet above sea-, sea level. Have you done any like uh, different elevation training for this one?
2: You know, I didn't go out there obviously with my job. Yeah, it's tough for me to it's tough for me to take a bunch of time off to try to travel somewhere and get acclimated to uh, the elevation. You know, this from my understanding, Albuquerque is slightly higher than Denver, um, not by much, but still slightly higher. Uh, but yeah, to, to answer your question, no, I, I just due to uh, the restraints of my job, family, you know, career and other things, I, I just don't I just. Uh, can't slide away for X amount of time. The only time that I got, I try to get out there a day or two prior for the press conference. You know, to get out there, work, mitts, run, and just try to get a feel of it. Um, you know, it felt very similar to Denver.
0: Dude, we're going out there next week with you guys. And uh, when we found out about the open workouts uh, over down at Jackson Wink on Wednesday, do you know about this? And I want to, I want to, I want to ask you about your your management um smith brothers combat sports just partnered up with jackson wink do you know anything about that partnership between jackson wink and uh and and kevin can you clue us in on that at all
2: or no i have no idea i don't give a fuck about anyone but myself (laughs) (laughs) no that's hey that's the way you got to be you know focused I'm not sure. I don't know if there's a a partnership, uh, whether it's management or a place for his fighters to go train. I I don't know the details of it. I think it does have something to do with, you know, if some Smith combat uh, fighters are able to, you know, leave and go out and train. I I think they will have, a, you know, let them train there and whatnot. But as far as the details, you know, I'm not sure.
0: Very cool, though. But uh we're gonna be down there. We got the open workouts on Wednesday, we got the weigh-ins on Thursday, and then the big the biggest fight in BKFC history on, on Friday night. We had Lorenzo on last night. I don't know if you caught any of that, but his tone, his tone has not changed one iota. He is as confident as he was before. He still sticks to the sentiment that you are too small for him and you don't have the skill to beat him. It just eight minutes, eight days out. From this fight, and he has not changed a, 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 a wink. Is this a, a mistake by the juggernaut?
2: No, I want him to keep that. He needs that confidence. I think he's he's always been that way. At least his hand, his last full of fights, he's been that way. So uh, I don't. I think Lorenzo could be fighting. A heavyweight a world champ. I think he could be fighting the the toughest guy on the planet. He's going to act that way. And, and that's good. Good on him. I, I don't think it makes a difference for me. I could give a fuck less if he thinks he's too big, too fast, too skillful. I, I just, uh, he's bigger than me for sure. The skill set, no, fucking no way. Not a no way. <laughs> yeah, last night he
1: was actually talking about he's going to go and beat you. And he's saying he's going to go straight over to New Orleans. And he's thinking about fucking getting over there and, and maybe doing some crazy jump on the ring antics or whatever he's got planned to, up his sleeve. He's he's looking for the heavyweight title after that. You think he's looking past you?
2: For sure he's looking past me. You know who else he's looking past? You don't want that Trujillo rematch either. You're fucking doing everything you can not get fucking slapped by that dude. So he wants to go up there and fight him. But, but you know what? That's Lorenzo. Lorenzo's going to be Lorenzo. For me, talking shit, I'm, I'm done with the talking shit. We're going to fucking dance, motherfucker. So you can you can gas yourself up all you want. You can have your fans gas up. Your fans talk shit to me. I don't care. At the end of the day, we're going to get after it. And we're going to see. We're going to see. And uh, when I take you out, it's not going to be good for your career, man. So don't be mad at me when I fucking beat you and this little guy comes up there and puts your ass away.
0: Now, he, you've mentioned it in the past. A lot of people have talked about the fact that he never made 185 and he holds a 185 t- title. We talked to him last night about it. He said he was almost on weight right now, a week out from the fight. Is there is there any kind of stipulations in here where, like, um, if he does come He's in? He's
2: almost on weight. Like, this is fucking horseshoes and hand grenades. I'm almost on weight. Fucking moron.
0: <laughs> I mean, I figured he might. I think I think it's the most
2: imagined. unintelligent dude I've ever fucking goddamn encountered. Fucking idiot. Yes, of course, if he misses weight, there'll be some compensation uh, done for that.
0: But I'm saying if, if he misses weight and you guys still do the fight and you win, do you. Do you still win the title is it still a title fight is it i mean if a... he's
2: if he misses way he automatically has to vacate the title and i'm considering oh is that champion. what it is and he can't he can't become the champ even if he beats me so the the, the, the biggest issue that i have is the dude's fought two times and defended this title and it's like both of those fights were what 190s in the in the in the low 190s not even in the 80s I don't even think neither i don't think lombard or riggs was even in the 80s range when they weighed in at and i just have a problem with not making a a, a title fight and not making an actual title legitimate and for him to go around and and act like that that's normal and that's okay and, and it's not and certain media people certain fan base you enable this guy to be a character that he is no one's out there being like, no, Lorenzo, you actually, you never actually fought at the title weight. I don't know how you could be the, the title fucking champ. I'm sure Islam and fucking goddamn Volkanovsky wishes they could actually be the lightweight champ or the 145 pound champ and weighing at 155. But there's something about this fucking dude that, um, he he, he he gets to run around illegitimately as a champion, and that fucking bothers me. So if, if he makes weight, which I hope he does, at least I can finally keep him honest to actually fucking coming down to the weight. And I hope he struggles every bit of it. I really hope he does, mister. I'm almost on weight. No one gives a fuck what you're almost at, Lorenzo. No one cares, dude.
0: Yeah. Mike, were you about to say something? Uh, well, I wanted what
1: I wanted to do was go back to the Knucklemania 3 press conference and what happened there, because obviously it was a little while ago, but it's right at the top of my mind because what happened there was absolutely insane. Right. Obviously, uh, you guys got into a little scuffle. And he, get, he got you with a little smack. And then we were talking yesterday about how you guys fell off the back of the stage a bit. And watching it, we were like, holy shit. Hopefully one of those guys didn't fucking roll an ankle or fucking get hurt falling off the back of the stage. When that happened, I thought they were going to shut that whole thing down. But you, I couldn't really see what you were doing after that because you were kind of off the camera.
2: W- what happened there? Well, I jumped. On, I jumped on the back of the stage, and I, him and I were both on the back of the stage. I'm like, and we were like flopping up and down on that little canvas that fell over. I'll fight you right. You know, I was like, let's fucking go. We'll fucking dance right back here where there's no cameras. And then Feldman grabbed me, and then I kind of got back up on the stage, and he got back up on the stage, and then they kept pushing us away, and then I went down, and then. I was just like, all right, I gotta fucking, I'm gonna go walk away, cause like, fuck, I'm not gonna sit here, like, and, and listen to this guy anymore. And uh, but also at the same time, a bunch of people are chirping in my ears. I don't know who they were. Like Mike, if you guys fight, this fight's not gonna happen. Don't do anything. If you fight, if you slap, you know, if you punch him or you do anything, this fight could get canceled. You know, and uh, you know Feldman saying like, you know, I, I remember hearing his voice like. You know, let them pay for it. Like, you know, let the fans come pay for it. And and it's one of those things where it elevated to where it was. You know, I was still hot about it. And it's fine. Cool, man. Like, I don't give a fuck because we're still going to fight. You can hold that little slap in your back pocket all you want, but we're still going to get after it and fight. But also, while the chaos was going on, you know, people are like, Mike, calm down, calm down don't turn this into a fight here this whole thing could get fucking you know shut down Mm -hmm. The commission could not let the fight happen so that finally started to kick in like all right i'm not gonna like we're not i'm not gonna blow this whole show for everybody or at least blow the fight
0: right yeah right dude another question about that like when this happens this is what this is the day and age that we're living in right now with the social media day and age and I I shit talk social media all the time, but we kind of like make a living off of it. So, you know, sorry, social media. I'm going to fucking talk shit again when something like that happens at the press conference. And like what happened with you guys at Hollywood in the in the lobby at the weigh ins that one time when you guys first scuffled the the um the amount of people that fucking say this shit is so fake it's so staged it's so fake what do you got to say to those fucking people that shit pisses me off so bad you know
2: it does it does irritate me when people thought it was staged it wasn't man it was it was genuine we don't fucking like each other you know it, it was genuine kind of your, your John Jones D C type of issue you know or some tyson fucking altercations when tyson gets hot in the past like it was it was genuine it wasn't staged now whether then you got the people that are upset that you're not acting like professionals like i don't give a fuck what you think that we're acting like there's none of you like then don't watch them like if you're so worried that we're not being professional and we're acting like children then don't watch why are you even watching the press conference you know that initially kicks in that feeling right but um uh, to go back to your question is like it was legitimate. Like we, like, I legitimately don't fucking like the dude, and I won't like him after the fight, whether I win or lose. I just don't like the guy. I think he's, I think he's a fake, fraudulent motherfucker.
1: So yeah. your 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 brother, your mm-hmm. your brother, man,
0: he's always there. You, got,
1: you guys are tight as fuck, man. You, that, <laughs> this guy fucking comes flying out of nowhere, double leg, fucking right off the back of the uh, the stage there. Were you surprised that he did that, or you're like, no, nope, that's just uh that's that's pretty much part of the course for for Sean? Right? No, no,
2: I, I didn't know that. um That's how Lorenzo fell off. I thought like maybe uh, he slipped or one of the security guards got him. Then yeah. When when I looked back and saw the footage, and Sean said that he, he did that, I wasn't surprised at all. Yeah. I mean, that's just how we're gonna ride and die for each other, and we're gonna get <laughs> after. It. And that's what um you know. He used to fight, and I think we just have we have this chip on our shoulder. We kind of have the Diaz brothers mentality where it's us against the fucking world. I don't give a fuck about anybody. Sure. I have acquaintances. I can be friendly and nice and I have some friends, but if we're, if we're going to get down there, we're going to get fucking down there. It, it doesn't matter if you take us out or not, we're fucking going after it. And, um, and no, I wasn't surprised. That's my little brother. Not <laughs> so we're going to get out. We'll fucking fight everyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: bringing uh, him up. There was a post the other day uh, that you, I think you posted it and you were like, Hey, we got to get him into uh, BKFC. What what do you think everybody? And a lot of people seem to be like, get the hell in there and get it done. So what does he think about this? Do you think he's going to, he's going to make the walk?
2: You know what? I think he's, he's always, he's always uh, teased at it with me, at least when we tried about maybe him getting back into fighting, you know, he, he, um, had a good amateur career in MMA in Minnesota. He had a couple of fights pro and, um, but he's, you know, he just really kind of went the family man route, you know, he has yeah. you know, married three kids, works a lot of hours, but he's still got the fighter in him. He's still a fighter. He's still got the desire to scrap and he can hit hard. He's got natural punching power, too. Um, so we him and I have teased at it. I, I wouldn't want to force him into it. Um, you know, I would want him legitimately get in there and do it. But I think it's a possibility.
0: Nice dude, he's he is he is a fucking fiery little little dude. And the night you beat Isaac Doolittle, Mike has a great piece of footage from the from the K uh, from ringside, like the angle that Mike filmed it. Your brother I, jumps I right behind Lorenzo and he points right at Lorenzo and he's like, you're next motherfucker. Like <laughs> it was fucking perfect. I mean, Mike was like, watch this video. Look, why watch, watch it. Watch Mike's brother. It's fucking great. Yeah. He, Cause if you're watching, he up, he's got like the towel on his shoulder and he points, he's like, you're next, you're next. motherfucker.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he jumps. I range. mean, we just, that's just the mentality we have. Lorenzo can be fucking 20 deep and it's just Sean and I then. All right, cool. Then, it's victory or Valhalla, baby. We're going to fucking throw down <laughs> until the death. That's just how we are. And uh, that's how it's going to be for me next, next week. He's going to have to fucking take the life of me.
0: You know it, it's funny is uh, I, I love Zion, Zion Tomlinson is in the comments right now. And he yeah. always, he always he offers to fight everybody under the sun. And I think he's asking like what weight. Are you asking what weight Sean would fight at? Is that what you're doing right now, Zion? Zion's offering to fight him already. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I'm not sure what uh, Sean would fight at. You know, his fighting days, he was um, – you know, uh, a 45 or 55 or like me too, but you know, we're both in our, you know, I'm in my late 30s and he's in his mid 30s now. I don't know if he would go down to 45 or, you know, I think he would probably be around if around his training weight and his height and getting after a training. If I had a guess, he'd probably be around the 65, 75 range. Nice, nice. Maybe.
0: Mike, we we have talked to you in the past about the 165-pound division. And you had mentioned m- many times that like, you know, you're you're making your career right now at 175. Now you're going up to 185, but you had talked about going down to fight Palomino. What do you like that 165 division? I know I'm kind of getting off track here, but there's gonna no, be man. a one there's gonna be a 165-pound fight that night. Austin Trout and Diego Sanchez, but that that division has palomino and and you've you've talked on Brito in the past but gogo slovesky's making a name for himself you're uh,
2: the monster the gogo's fighting like a monster yeah
0: right like um would you i know that you're fighting at 185 next week but would you still consider like maybe going down there and and, and throwing some hands with some of those
2: 165 or still yeah yeah i think uh initially i knew i wanted to jump in 175 because i felt like that was the easiest transition for where i was with my nor- natural weight and whatnot and ideally i wanted to go to down to 65 maybe even 55 but then i started you know i took a fight over here at like 180 something i fought in london at 85 then i took the stamps fight at 80 but i was still trying to come down and then the, so then i was always just kind of right there instead of making it down to 65 where I ideally would have liked to go um in if we if i reverse it all the way back ideally i would have wanted to start at 65 and work my way up i'm kind of doing the exact opposite of it, of going up fighting these really big guys and working my way down i think i'm naturally when i when i when i drop that weight i have better footwork and i'm lighter on my feet i i don't know naturally you know can be this big and move around as light as i would like you know i can still do it but once i get down to those you know those weights it's uh, being more light-footed and explosive comes definitely easier for me but yeah i mean that, that's super challenging to go down there to diet hard cut the weight someone like palomino he's so good with his footwork and you got someone like gogo who he's, he just fucking looking at, send your fucking head into the 10th row, yep. you know, and, yep. uh, there's talented fighters there. There's talented fighters in every division. Um, and fighting these big boys is, is a risk. It's a risk fighting 75 or 65 and then fighting 85 and on. I mean, that's a risk, you know, it's a enough. where You take one shot and it's time to go night, night. And that's the beautiful thing about this sport, but it's also the beautiful thing of what I'm trying to do. And, um, that's just fight everybody within re- within a reasonable weight of mine, You know, going ideally going up to two hundred five and headway, That's that's not real. That's not realistic. Right. Um, that's just not a realistic thing. But just having that mindset, that's that's key. I would
1: that's love right. to see a Mike Richmond versus Mike Perry fight. I'll tell you. Yeah, that- yeah. you know, I lost <laughs> respect.
2: I lost respect for that dude. You know, I I, I thought. You know, and it is what it is. I, I thought he was a guy. He reminded me of Diaz's brother guy that he fucking, you know, did his own thing. Didn't give a fuck. You know, didn't really click up with nobody. Just kind of like, I'll fight you. But then, you know, you want to click up with fucking Lorenzo and, and be his little dick rider, man. Like, and granted, I've called Perry out in the past. I would love to fight him. I think we put on a super entertaining fight. Um, that would be a great fight. I just... uh he, he didn't strike me as a little dick rider clicking up with someone else. He struck me as a dude, a solo, double guy. But, you know, I guess I was wrong.
0: I didn't realize he was doing that. Me neither. I, I'm a, I'm I'm not...
2: He's been riding with Lorenzo. That's oh, smart. okay. All
0: right. So, <laughs> right. I, didn't, I didn't realize that was going on. That's right? cool.
2: Like, that's cool. I, I just – he didn't strike me as that type. But I, I got to tell
0: you, man, like you – it's funny because you and him, the two mics must be like – Feldman must love you too because I, I feel like you and Perry match up so well with so many people throughout so many divisions. It's fucking like a promoter's goddamn dream. It's like you can hold your own with the top of the division in like four different divisions. And I feel like Mike Perry can kind of do the same thing. And that's why, I like, a, a fight between the two of you guys down the road at like 175 would be no, fun. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely.
3: You know, it insane. sounds like
2: he's got a he's got a big fight, a big name fight, and and I get it. Perry's getting the good, the big paychecks. You know, I'm getting paid. You know, you know, not too bad. But I'm sure Mike Perry's paychecks are bigger than mine. But um, due to his name and, and the, what he built in the UFC, and, and credit to him, he's an entertaining fighter. But I still want to fucking punch him in the face.
1: <laughs> and and we want to see you punch him in the <laughs> face. So <laughs> that's the joy. That's the joys of the sport, right? No. When we get to Albuquerque, Albuquerque, Mike, is there gonna be a big section of Marines just going all out for you or what? Did you find a whole crew of Marines, a whole brigade yeah, 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 to come yeah, in? I got a,
2: I got a uh, at least, I know I got a, I got two tables worth of Marines that I served in Iraq with, uh, several tours in Iraq with uh, combat tours that they're coming out. So two nice. tables of Marines that I served with and maybe some of their significant others are coming out. You know, I, I sold uh, six tables total, so I'm going to have a good a good squad of people out there for me, you know, cheering me on and we're still trying to figure out if we can get some Marines out there to kinda of come out with me in the entrance. That'd be dope. Whether we can make it happen or not would be awesome. It's just uh, you know, I every fight I go out there I take the brotherhood with me. You know, I take I take them with me on my shoulders and it's always victory or Valhalla for me and I think about it every fucking time and and they ride with me. That's awesome.
0: that Yeah, man, I don't know what you were like. Were you picturing, like, Marines lining the walk walkway and you walking down the Yeah, middle? like maybe
2: you know, ideally the Marines in their dress blues. Uh, oh, you know, dude, not, that'd be and so the sick. Their dress blues would be dope.
0: That'd be very fucking cool. Yeah. Man, you oh. got to get the music right, too, though. I don't know what kind of... Have you decided? I know you you had always said you come out to Back in Black forever, but you were thinking about some DMX. Have you decided on something? You know, or? what? I,
2: I think it all depends on it all depends if, if they are coming out or not, you know, that, that, that switches up things, the, the tempo of obviously right. what type of, what type of song it would be. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah.
0: Well, dude, we finally got this fight here. We finally got it. It's it, it started back in June. I think, I don't, can you pinpoint now? I mean, we might've had this conversation before, but we had the, the, the altercation in, in Hollywood happened, but it started online like a couple weeks prior to that. Was it, was it the post that Lorenzo posted with him interviewing you? And then he mentioned something about you all think this guy can beat me. You're fucking crazy. Was that, was that
2: what was like spark? I think it something? started before. I think it started before that, but oh, you know, okay. I can't even pinpoint it now because I think it started before that, which led to him posting that and whatnot. Cause I think maybe I. Okay. It. it was just, you know, I don't know. Maybe one of his interviews, um, something along the lines of you know he's he's acting like people are scared to fight him and no one wants to fight him at 85 or this or that and like i just think that's a it's a dumb thing to say we're all fucking fighters and we're all ready to get in there and scrap and get after it and uh so that's when i was like no fuck that i'll go up there wait and fight you you think that you're just this bad monster that no one wants to fight no that's not it at all um uh, everyone wants to fight so to, to sit there and say that people didn't want to fight him really irked me and then the evolution of his character rubbed me the wrong way because he watched back to when he first started he seemed like a humble dude nice dude I hear stories of him being nice talking to other you know other fighters other fighters with big names and then after his Trujillo fight he went on a run of of wins and then all of a sudden you know he started feeling himself and he probably thought let me switch the fucking gimmick up. Let me this be this fucking you love me or hate me type of character. And I just, I don't respect that.
1: So last night when we talked to him, I, we kind of asked him like, Hey, when did that switch flip? Like exactly when I, I felt like it was like around the dire fight, like right after that, what he told us, and obviously you can choose to believe him or not, but he said it was because he got skipped over for the title in the cruiserweight division and he was number one in two divisions and then all of a sudden joe riggs came out of nowhere and he got the fight and uh, hector and so he went to hector's gym to try to confront him and after that he was like i was pissed because i'm a no-name guy and i'm not getting any any clout nobody's paying attention to me so i said you know what screw this i'm just gonna fucking turn it up and he that's that's what he said uh what i get that it
2: seems like a it seems like a reasonable reason for him to do that you know what i mean like whatever. I just, I still don't respect it. That wouldn't be the route that I would take, Sure, you know? Um, And I understand his frustration, you know, when he started, when he got into the, you know, when he got into bare knuckle, he didn't have a name behind him to, to back up any of his wins. So he was just a, Two and seven MMA guy from Florida, in his fights, he's wearing shin guards, and he didn't have no backing behind him. So then you come over here, and you, you get some wins here and there, and no one really gives these no attention. Sure, I can understand that. You're like, hmm, let me go with the fucking Colby Covington route or whatever, and and let me turn this, you know, crank it up. I just don't respect that because I don't think that's how he truly. I don't think that's his true character. Right. 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 But he got what he wanted. He did. It worked. It worked.
0: And now, and now. He got to become the
2: face. He got to become the, he got to do all the things. So it worked for him. So, you know, good on him. I still don't respect it for him. (laughs) Um,
0: But, but what is cool about it though, he did, he did build his own image in this sport and you have been doing the same for yourself, just being yourself. And now, and you're not exactly homegrown here, but you are kind of becoming one of the faces of the sport. And yep. for a for a, a fight card of this magnitude with these kind of people on it with with Diego Sanchez and Diego, and Austin Trout and John Dots and the Dotsons on there and Greg Harding on there and Faria if she's gonna be on there we still don't know they still haven't even put her on the on the on the website or anything you and Lorenzo are on top of that card and that's yep. gotta feel pretty fucking goddamn good right this is uh, this is another main event for you and it's on the biggest stage in front of one of the biggest crowds that they've ever pulled out for bare knuckle so
2: yeah out of all you know if it definitely feels good every one of my fights have been a main event except for my very first fight was a co-main event and all the others were main events but then to come in and knock you know knuckle mania three and and main event the biggest bare knuckle show you know in the world you know once a year to, to do it uh it um it's an attribute to, you know, lifelong, you know, career, a combination of MMA into bare knuckle and have a good run in bare knuckle, but it takes, it takes a, a partner. It takes a dance partner to, to bring you to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, uh, it takes someone like Lorenzo. It takes, it takes someone like that to, to elevate, two kind of just pure bare knuckle guys. Right. And, and highlight a whole show. So of course, you know, i you know, I'm happy. I'm excited yeah. about that. Do I think, do I think I would have been a, main event of knuckle mania three without lorenzo no i don't i'm a realist i don't i don't know who i would fight right now that would be my partner maybe a parody maybe yeah could a parody. it could have been no, Perry, yeah. but it would be once again it's because of the partnership it's because of the two guys fighting each other right so uh that's just what it is and we're gonna put on a great fight you know and uh i'm gonna bring the fucking action to him you know he can be uber confident i feel real good
0: and we'll we'll uh, we'll kind of end it on that with you. Uh, we have a question in the audience, and and that piggybacks perfectly off of what you just said. Big Ben in the comment section says that you have said in the past that everything that you touch, you destroy. Do you see yourself putting him out in the main event at Knucklemania Three, or do you see this being a dogfight through five five full rounds?
2: I think his chin is questionable. He has been knocked down. I think he does get clipped, and he does—he gets little flash knockdowns. You know, he's only been put out cold once, obviously, the trio. Trio hits heavy. But he has little flash knockdowns that happen here and there, that some little flash knockdowns that maybe the ref didn't see, like when, you know, when Quentin Henry flash knocked him down and then he popped back up, and that led to the whole fucking debacle. I think if you would have called that knockdown right then and there, that fucking whole fight could have went a different way. I do think his chin is suspect. I know he... Um, he doesn't seem to do well on the body. And I'm going to fucking murder that body. I'm going to put him down. It's just a matter of he gets up or not. And then, do I think he has the capability of putting me down and putting me out? Sure. This is bare knuckle. And dude's a big dude that can crack. But I don't give a fuck. And that's the beauty of it. I don't care, Lorenzo. I'm going to be in your face. I'm going to be in the pocket. I'm going to be slipping and ripping. And if you, when you think I'm going to the head, I'm going to break those fucking ribs. Or I'm coming to that liver. Or the solar prexis. So I hope. I hope you're ready for it all because I can bring it all. Jeez. Woo.
0: God damn. damn it, man. We're, oh, we're, this wait. is, this is like wait. one of the most hype we've ever been for one of the uh, one of these events. I swear to God. I can't wait to get down there on Wednesday. We'll see you at the open workouts. Hopefully you guys aren't brawling at the open workouts. We'll see you at the weigh-ins. Hopefully you're not brawling at the weigh-ins. And then can't wait for that fight on on Friday. I want to ask you a couple questions. It's not a speed round. It's not a game. But we asked some questions to Austin Trout last night and I liked his answers on these. I just want to get the same questions for you. Uh, let's go right through these real quick. Who you got winning the super bowl. Will the Eagles beat the, K- the Kansas city chiefs this weekend? Yeah, I got the Eagles. You got the Eagles. All right. Number yeah. two, Mike
1: Con McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather two pay-per-view. You want to see it?
2: No,
0: no. Good. Answer. I mean, I listen, I say I say the same thing. We already saw it once. Nobody needs now. To- if
2: he elevated, Now, Let me let me let me caveat to that. If he elevated himself and let's say he goes on this nice little MMA run, and because that's what happens in fighting, right? You're probably fighting right. You price hit peaks and valleys. Once you know, I love Jorge Masvidal. That dude was on top of the world. Now he has all the haters in the world. That's what fucking happens because glory is fleeting. Now, if Conor McGregor went on a nice little run, absolutely, I'd like to see number two. Okay. But as of right now, in this moment, no.
0: No. All right. Number three, will Ryan Garcia beat Javonta Davis on April 15th?
2: No. I'm a fan of both, but I love the way Javonta Davis fights. I do. is fucking an animal. I love his style. He's a southpaw. I love all southpaws. And the way that he just fucking whips energy from his feet all the way to his fist. Uh, he's nasty. I love him.
0: Dude's a fucking tank for a reason. They, I mean, he hits like a yeah. tank, too. Number four. All right.
1: Francis Ngannou will beat one of these big names in a boxing match. Tyson Fury? No. Deontay Wilder?
2: He has a chance, and with Wilder and Joshua, no. Tyson, no. Joshua, no. He's got a puncher's chance with Wilder, but I think Wilder could probably catch him too because they would just be fucking just going at it. Okay. There okay. you go.
0: All right. And then I think you already answered this last question: Will you win by via knockout at okay. Knockout Mania Three? yes there you go mike the marine richmond you came on here you delivered again we are more hyped up than we were half an hour ago take a minute say some final words deliver any message you want to do and we'll let you get back to your uh your gangster business that you you look (laughs) like you look like your sopranos character for sure right now
2: (laughs) i love it no i just appreciate you guys mike and mish you guys uh you know that the premiere you know guys when it comes to the media and, and and talking to us fighters fans and i love you guys You've been super supportive of me from the very beginning and um you know I, I hope everyone enjoys the fight next friday on the 17th big shout out uh to OnlyFans, fans lions not sheep um sean whalen is such a fucking good dude man i'm, I'm happy to be aboard uh the Lions Not sheep team and be sponsored by them uh bad matchup You know, they always make my dope ass shorts. I got another pair of sweet shorts coming out Uh, and Knockout Canada. I appreciate them for always uh, showing me love and support as well. So, uh, yeah, it's fucking showtime, baby. It's
0: showtime. Thank you very much for coming on. Mike, you got anything else for the Marine?
2: Uh, Thanks for the kind words, man.
0: Much appreciated. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right. Appreciate you, Mike. We'll see you next week. Take it easy. Later. Later. Oh man, man. Oh man. I like that guy. I do yeah. The thing is I like both of these guys in the main yeah, event. They're both completely different personalities. Yeah. They're yeah. both completely different fighters. We get along with, with we get along with, well, we
1: have such a different relationship with all the fighters. I so know. that's the thing, like when they're talking, right. So audience, if you, when you're watching this, right. And they're talking about like, obviously I'm getting into Mike Richmond. He's talking about beating up, ex-fighter in my head like whoever he's saying he says things and i'm like oh yeah, yeah and i'm getting excited about it but it's like how excited can i get because obviously on the other side lorenzo we've known him too since knucklemania one and behind the scenes if we talk to him he's always been nice. so it's so hard to sit there and you listen to these two guys that you like and they're talking about knocking each other out and it's like is there a way that you guys can both win i don't know and you can still beat the shit out of each other I don't, you know, so yeah, it's really tough. It's really tough, but I can tell you what, I'm going to watch every second of this at the edge of my seat.
0: You have to. And and if you guys don't have the app, um, if you're watching this show, you probably have the app, but if you don't have the app, go to our Instagram page, go to the uh, bio. We have the link tree there and the top part of the bio has our, uh, our link, which is going across the bottom of the screen right now. You use that link, get the, get the app. It'll hook us up with a little bit of credit for it. And you guys will get if you get this right now. Did you see the four, the next four events? Like,
1: <laughs> did you? I see posted
0: them? something the other day, and like the next four events are absolutely fucking insane. And you can get it. the The app that thing at the bottom is not correct right now. Actually, it went went up to seven ninety nine a month, but I yeah. believe yeah they
1: did change it.
0: It, it changed to seven ninety nine a month, but. I believe if you get it for a full year, it's still $49.99. So, I think
1: you are correct. I'd so, see that. Yep.
0: So get on that, get on that link and buy the year for $49.99. Because for $49.99 for 50 bucks, the next four events is a steal. And then you get all the rest of them for the rest of the year. And we already know that there's an event coming up in April that's going to be headlined by Mike Perry. He said it on the MMA hour with Ariel Juane the other day. And uh we don't know who he's fighting. But he went berserk on uh Ariel's show and said, I'm headlining, I think he said April 29th. Don't quote me on that. But I think he said, April 29th, platinum motherfucking Perry, main event, super fight. I don't know my opponent yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does.
1: He probably does.
0: Who do you think? Let's speculate for a second here, Mike. He says... um. That he doesn't know, but he he, he was told that he's going to headline an event April 29th for BKFC. If you had to throw a guess out there, he called it a super fight. And that's why at first I was like, ooh, Dave Mundell and that's Mike Perry. That's
1: exactly what I was thinking.
0: But would you call that a super fight? I would call that a great title it fight. It
1: would be a great fight, right. I, I feel if he's alluding to the super fight, I feel like they're bringing someone in.
0: Oh, Big Ben! So we guesses don't know Eddie Alvarez.
1: That, yeah, it's got to be someone that they're bringing. in. Like if he's playing it off like that, that like you saying, it's going to be a super fight. Like it's a yeah. yeah I because if he or, doesn't fight Dave Mundell, he they better be bringing in some crazy talent because that's Dave Mundell's. That that should be the fight. You know,
0: right? It's uh like the two the two guesses that Big Ben is say, is saying in the comments, um are the ones that make the most sense. Yeah. I don't know if Nate you can hear Diaz. But we brought both of them up when Perry was on the on the show like a month or two ago. That was right when both of those guys became free agents. Yeah. And uh we asked him about both of them and he was excited to fight both of those guys. Yes, he so was. If it is one of those Chad Mendez is a 155er, he's too small for for Mike Perry. So um that the that answers that question, Perry and Jorge. I don't know if Jorge Masvidal. No, he Jorge Masvidal is fighting. Um, who the fuck is he fighting? He's fighting Gilbert Burns. I think in April. So he's fighting Gilbert Burns on a UFC card. Uh, it's probably going to be either Nate Diaz or um, or uh, Eddie Alvarez. It's probably going to be one of yeah. It's going to be one of those two.
1: Yeah, Eddie, Eddie Alvarez um, is probably the best bet. I think I'm surprised outside of maybe him asking for too much money. Right that 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 would be the one reason I would see him not coming aboard because I, the Underground King, the guy talked about fighting street fighting, doing all sorts of crazy shit. We know he's a stand up and bang type of guy. He's going to go in there and he's going to come forward. It's he's going to be extremely entertaining. And he's also a local guy to the company. You know, they're they're all in from Philly, the Philly area. Uh, so I feel like he's like the prime talent from that area that they oh, haven't right? picked up yet. You know what I mean? For, that uh, is... for BKFC to not pick him up. <coughs> it, it has to be the only reason could be is like he just wants too much money. Right. So but I don't think he wants as much money as Nate Diaz
0: does. Oh, I think yeah, he wants- no way
1: maybe a quarter of what Nate Diaz is asking for he probably asking for
0: yeah um you, you know you know what's funny is like m- you and I were were talking with David Feldman at the Denver, Denver. Event. oh yeah it was a long time and, ago, and we asked him about Eddie Alvarez because Eddie Alvarez was already a free agent back in October when we were in Denver and he said he know he knows Eddie and Eddie's a Philly guy he's like we've definitely been in contact with Eddie we're talking with him. Um, we'll see. You know, he gave us. Yeah. The, he gave us. Yeah, the, you yeah. know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm trying to. I'm trying to talk Eddie into coming over here. And like, I believe David Feldman could do it. I, I think he can get him there. And, yeah. Oh man, would that be a cool ass fight? Oh. But but That'd Eddie Alvarez. See, Eddie Alvarez was a 155er his whole career, and even blown up. Pull.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Bit, I don't. know. So.
0: I wonder how he would be at one seventy-five. Oh, Big Ben with a with a with a slick guess right there. But but Donald Cerrone is walking around 220. hundred and twenty
1: pounds right now or something.
0: Yeah, he actually Donald Cerrone like openly talked about getting on the sauce to get buff for fucking movie roles and shit. huge. So Cowboy is huge right now. If you guys haven't seen him, look him up. He's he says he's walking around two twenty. 220 for a guy who spent his entire career at 155 pounds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's massive. Look <laughs> him up. Look him up right now and see the pictures of this guy. He, yeah, he looks, looks awesome. Like entirely different. Like he's completely different than he That's is. why uh, it's I, think
0: I, I think I joked around the other day and said that I would love to see Donald Cerrone and like Alan Belcher at at 225 pounds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those two guys. Yeah. 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 It's funny because they didn't fight it that. Like it, they're so different than they used to be it's wild that you know and for for people waiting right now too for diego sanchez where i don't know what's going on here he's yeah, still not oh, in the room we're sending yeah. him invites
0: Listen, he's posting I, I,
1: live videos i'm, not, gonna go not, I'm gonna gonna going to go ahead i'm going to go ahead
0: and say that um that we're not going to get him tonight because it's it's funny like some you know sometimes this shit happens we are a week out from their fight he has said yes to come on the show we were in contact with him a few days ago and then the last two days he kind of really hasn't he hasn't answered and then um he did a live right before we went on the air tonight and he was at the gym training and then in the live he said that he was going to do um cryotherapy and a few other guys a, a few other uh things to recover so anyways man um I cannot wait for this event next week. Roberto, Obviously Roberto
1: Armus. You guys need me to fill in. Look at this guy. R-
0: Roberto Armis. is <laughs> I mean, we could always pull him in for a minute, but I'm uh, I'm content with um leaving it as it is right now. No no offense to you, Roberto, but Mike and I've been running it like full speed ahead for too fucking long here and Do, um, do you
1: got someone you want to call out or is that like you want like a quick five minute call out or something. Do you have something you want to say?
0: Listen, I'll, I'll just shoot him a fucking invite, whatever. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's get a, let's if, get another if
1: the guy wants to get something off of his chest.
3: <laughs> you know,
1: we're not going to have a, a, a 30 minute uh, conversation here, but if you want to get on here and, and call someone out, if you get something to get off your chest, uh, you know, Hey, by all means, Let let let's get him in here. Let's let's let him uh speak. Right? Can
0: can you try to send that? Yeah, yeah. You send it. I don't know what's going on.
1: Let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's go back to that New Orleans card.
0: The New Orleans card. Um, yeah. So like I was saying, these um these next four cards are absolutely fucking insane. And the New Orleans card, you got uh, Arnold Adams and Alan Belcher um headlining that card but you also have caleb harris and brad kelly and james Lilly and um bobby taylor on there you got a bunch of goat combat guys you got brett williams getting back in there as well and tyler Samus, the uh the 18 year old that that um the 18 year old that made a big splash with a a beautiful knockout last year he's making his return so that's going to be a great one Mike let me ask you about the uh
1: we got Ryan Perez wants to get something off his chest too here. look at this
0: what okay well um can I ask you your your thoughts on the main event for New Orleans? can I can I can I where where's where's your head at with this fight with Alan Belcher and Arnold Adams because we haven't seen Arnold no. and I want listen listen I'm gonna say something right now for anybody who thinks that uh Alan Belcher has been any more active than Alan than Arnold Adams has. I heard some people saying that the other day. Yeah. Um, Arnold Adams fought last May. And the last time that we saw Alan Belcher in a squared circle for the BKFC was last June. Yeah. So it was the very the very next month later is when Alan Belcher fought and he hasn't fought since either. So either one of so both of those guys have been out for a minute and they're going to be fighting each other. Um I want to get your opinion on that but let's go ahead and bring Roberto Armas is in the uh surprise guest by Roberto Armas. What's going on, brother?
4: Hey, what's up, man? I'm not Diego Sanchez but I- I'll fill in for a little bit.
0: Yo, hey, listen. <laughs> do do me a favor. Do an impression of Diego Sanchez right now. What what would you do? If I told you to pretend to be Diego Sanchez, what would you what
4: I guess you do? it depends on what era Diego Sanchez we're talking about. <laughs>
0: All right, all right. You're walking out to a fight to to go fight uh, Clay Guida right now. You are walk out, Diego Sanchez. Do it. <laughs> that, that's usually the face yeah. you get. You got to you got to go like this.
4: Yes,
1: yes, yes. <laughs> yes!
4: That was a very good fight. And and Clay the- Guida, my favorite it's Diego real angry fight was was Diego and um Gilbert Melendez.
0: Oh, dude, the Diego and oh, I- 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 that's why I wish he was on tonight because I wanted to talk to him. Like two of my favorite fights of all time include include him, and it's the Clay Guida Clay Guida and um, the Gilbert Melendez fight was.
4: De- I think I think he would have beat him if <coughs> they gave him five rounds.
0: Yeah, that fight was just man, a- it was insane the pace so the thing is with with diego heading into his first bare knuckle fight fighting a guy like austin trout if if he reverts back to like that era of aggression diego sanchez could be a a real fucking bad motherfucker in this sport
4: <laughs> i 100% agree with you man and i've been watching diego since since the beginning of of tough uh and i'm i'm stoked Uh, I'm fanboying right now. I I came to tune in to watch him, but he's not here, but we'll talk about him. Uh, I think, I think uh, he's, he's definitely going to bring it to, to trout. Um, I I don't think it's going to be as easy as he thinks.
0: Yeah. The
1: one thing, and we asked him last night about, Hey, have you trained with any wrestlers or anything? Because as Kyle says, a wrestler's grip, is unlike any other grip that you will feel in your in your life. You, their their wrist strength and control is unbelievable. And he's not just any wrestler. He's not just any wrestler. Like he's top of the fucking line. If he yeah. can grab and get a, like because you know he's gonna go right at him. Diego Sanders is gonna run right at him, beeline, line and get on the inside, and he's gonna grab him. And that's going to happen. So I wonder, how Trout? Oh Trout! Yeah, sure. If they just straight up box, of course Trout's gonna fucking get the better of him, right? He's, he's a way better boxer. But can he box with his head held down, you know. I, I'm. I don't know. I wonder. I wonder because it's a different. You know, it's a different. There's sport. a
4: there's a weight disparity too, and uh, you got to take into to that into account uh, when you have a bigger dude that knows how to wrestle and use that kind of weight on on the inside. It right. makes a, a hell of a lot of difference, you know, Uh grabbing and pulling people. But, but De trout said he's been working that dirty boxing and, and, yep. and clinching and stuff. So, you know, he might be ready, but yeah, that's a different caliber of wrestler and grappler that you have there. So um I think if, if Diego can, you know, if he's maybe he's going to bull rush. Maybe he doesn't. But but if he can just kind of be a little bit patient and then get on the inside and work in there, I think I think he can make it very very messy for uh Trout.
0: I'm I'm hoping for uh if if you watched his last two fights he he looked better. Diego did. If you just eliminate that Joshua Fabia era of his career out of <laughs> out of his career um he where he did not look like himself he did not fight like himself he didn't act like himself he didn't talk like him like he was always Diego was always a like a strange dude and like a little out there even even in the ultimate fighter when he was like drunk
4: meditating Diego but he was
0: out out, he was out like punching at aliens and shit and then (laughs) and like yeah yeah. He was always a little, little on the crazy side and that's what we love about Diego Sanchez but then he he hooked up with that that guru that wellness guru guy whatever it was that the wellness Josh Fabia yeah. the school of self Wellness, awareness self awareness
1: yeah
0: that it completely changed Diego like Diego was different in interviews it was yep. like he was almost like he wasn't allowed to talk at times he was it, he seemed a, like a little um almost like under control. You know what I mean? It, it was it was, it was, it was, odd. It was odd. And I'm really glad. And all those tr- crazy training videos were coming out where he's like hanging them by his feet and like speed bagging his fucking head and shit. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, man. It was just wild stuff, man. And I, I feel like that was like a real crazy time, like crazier, crazier time for Diego. He's out of that now. He seems so much more clear thinking now. Like uh, we were talking about it last night with Austin Trout. At the press conference, Diego looked and sounded great. Like he sounded right. dialed in, and I—I and noticed
4: it, that too. Uh, when when he was he was talking and, and they were asking him these questions, I was like, man, um, I for a moment thought he was a little punched, You know, uh, he got hit a little bit too many times. But night and day difference in these interviews. I was mm-hmm. like, you you wouldn't be able to tell that this guy's been doing it for uh, that that long, twenty plus years, probably.
0: Yeah, I think it's like twenty-two year career right now. As a yeah,
4: I I couldn't have, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. It's crazy. I mean, um, he, looked, he
0: looked good. I mean, he sounded great. I I, I don't know how he's going to look in the ring next week, but I know that he's training his ass off. He's taking this very serious. He's running mountains in Albuquerque, and he he does sound sharp on the on the mic. So, I mean,
1: that all, Joshua all the, a situation. Really, really like his career. Sure, it it's coming to the end. I, I mean, he's older. We all know he he's getting to the end of his career. But say he had a quarter of his career left, that Joshua Fabia thing just chopped it right there. It just like he could have been seventy five percent through his career. It brought him right to a hundred, like immediately, because of how crazy that situation was. And I feel like a lot of people now are like, nah, nah, forget it, he's done, he shouldn't be fighting anymore, he's got head trauma, he's got all this stuff, you know, and it's all because of that whole situation. If that situation it, didn't it, happen, I think people would sl- still think like, oh, he's probably got a couple fights left, but they probably wouldn't be as strong with their opinion about saying like, he's all done, he's done, you know?
4: You're right, but if you've been a Diego Sanchez for uh, fan for, for a while, you would know that, you know, there's the dude changes, uh, some, he goes through some phases there. Right. Uh, but I mean, I wouldn't have said that all that, you know, I just think he was with a tra- different training person. And it, it's obvious that, that it was affecting, uh, the way he was reacting in public. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was noticing at least.
0: No, I think they're taking all that. Like they, they, they waited into the right time to, to sign him to a fight here. Like yeah, he, he had told us, When we were in Albuquerque back in August, we talked to Diego and he said that he was talking to, to Feldman back in 2019 and wanted to fight for the BKFC, but he still had, you know, contractual obligations for UFC and he, like, it just wasn't possible at the time. And now, you know, flash forward three years later, he's, he's got this opportunity to, uh, Maybe if he comes out and looks amazing, like maybe he's got another couple of years left in a new era of his career and adds to his legacy. You know what I mean? And maybe it erases that little gap of his legacy that people want to keep questioning right now.
4: I mean, yeah. it'd be pretty fun to watch him uh, fight Mike Perry. Oh man. It would be
0: like, you just talked about Gilbert Melendez. Now, yeah, Gil Melendez and him running it back in the squared circle in the bkfc would be fucking
4: fantastic yeah that too um i mean <laughs> I, i'm not sure what gilbert melendez is doing nowadays
0: i don't know i don't he. i don't see him fighting anywhere so i mean like maybe that'd be one that uh bkfc might want to reach out to and say hey scrap Packer." Why don't you come over here and run this one back with our boy, but Hey, we talked enough about Diego Sanchez and we're not going to keep you too too long here, but you just showed up at Myrtle beach when we were down there and you, and you dispatched of Jacoby Jacobi Lowry, pretty damn quick. You looked great. You sounded great. You were all smiles before you're all smiles after. Um, what's next for you, man? Have you already been contacted? Has Kevin talked to you about maybe getting you right back in there? And, um, you know in a couple months or so or what's up
4: oh, i mean kevin and i uh talked uh i do have some obligations uh come june so uh i won't be i'll be out for four months for uh, starting june so i know that i won't be able to fight during that time but uh, anytime before that uh or, or after i'm ready i'm ready for whatever the fans want to see uh
0: so you said you're going to be out of action from four months, starting in June, June, July, August. Yeah.
4: So, September. so I'd probably do it the 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 month prior to June because I needed to do some preparation and training. Um. So what is it? May, May, May. June, yep. uh, June, July, August, and September. Uh, so, so I'll be back like in October.
0: There you go. I hope we get you, get you back in. I mean, I would love to see you didn't take any damage and, and you look sharp as ever. So I don't see, uh, I would love to, I know that we, were I mean, just... I threw it out
4: there. I said, you know, knuckle is around the corner. And so is this card, uh, here in new Orleans and, uh, the, the Delray card in Florida. And I'm, I'm not one of those people that goes out and parties after, um, after fight camps anymore. You know, uh, I just, I don't even drink that much alcohol at, tell you the truth uh i don't i don't eat unhealthy so i'm well, right, I on track. right
0: now, i'm looking at the delray fight card and right now they only have four fights posted so they could easily find you a guy for there. uh norfolk they don't even have a fight card listed yet so virginia is wide open and like we just talked about a little earlier with um i don't know if we were talking about it with mike Richmond or me and mike just been talking about it but mike perry um mentioned a fighting me no no, no. he no, may he, <laughs> he mentioned he mentioned headlining a bkfc card in april i don't know where that location is going to be but you know maybe that's another one that you could try to get yourself on before june you know Call out some people. Everyone say everyone's in the comments telling you to call some people out. Call some people out.
4: Uh, why don't Why don't the people tell me who they want me to fight, man?
0: Call out, call who, out. That's
1: who what do you saying. guys want to see out, me fight? That's, that's
4: a question.
0: I <laughs> I would have to go through the through the division right now, and I I just feel like uh, you you at this point at, you know you're you're two you're 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 one and one right one and one.
4: Yeah, I mean... uh They're coming off a knockout.
0: So. We have Diaz,
4: right? We have Diaz, David uh, Diaz. For, for the baddest Mexican in the barrio. Oh, got
0: okay. Got that title.
4: Uh, he seems like a scrapper, uh, and I like scrapping. So, I mean, I'm not uh, calling him out. I'm just saying that'd be a good fight for the fans. No, no, um, Okay,
0: so you're calling out David Diaz. You're calling out <laughs> Travis Thompson. You're <laughs> calling out Shady Grady. You're calling uh, out the winner <laughs> of this Tito fight coming up. You, Shady you're...
4: Grady. Uh, I'll fight Shady Grady, but we going to have to allow headbutts. <laughs>
0: you're going to allow them?
4: Yeah, we'll allow them.
0: Special stipulations for the fight. Special
4: okay, stipulations. Okay. That way there's no DQs and we can just continue.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. Well, I, Kevin, Kevin Smith, if you're watching this right now, he's calling out one of your guys. No, I'm just joking. I'm I'm <laughs> fucking around. Travis Thompson, <laughs> Kevin, he's calling out one of your other guys. He's calling out David Diaz. Get these guys on the phone, on the on the horn. Albert Incline looked really good in that fight against Evan Gibson. Maybe you could scrap with that dude too. Um, do do these do these names interest you? Uh,
4: once again, man. Uh, whatever whatever the crowd wants to see, I, I think uh they're they're the reason why we fight. You know, uh, if they want to see us fight then we're, we're going to fight whoever they line up in front of us, whoever they want to see us fight. That That's the fight we have to make.
0: There it is. Kevin's in the comments right there. Always watching. He wants everyone. So okay. there's your minute. Okay. Yep. So Kevin's listening. His ears are perked up, and he is on it for you, man. I hope we see you back in there prior to you being out of commission for four months. Um, we're going to bring on the cheat code in a second. So let's give you a, a, a chance to deliver any message you want to shoot out there to anybody that's listening.
4: Um, anybody that's listening, all the fans out there, uh, whoever you guys want to see, uh, me fight next, uh, go ahead, you know, uh, put it in the comment section. I'll check them out. Um, we'll definitely ask, uh, Kevin what he thinks, and then we can put it out there. Maybe, uh, maybe the fans will get the fight that they want. Yeah. That's, that's that's what I want to throw out there.
0: There it is, man. All right. I hope we get some fight news for you soon. Thank you for popping in here all of a sudden. And, uh, great Diego Sanchez. um, uh impression impression that was <laughs> that was great i love it uh mike you got yes. anything else for roberto no
1: <laughs> all right no yeah. i don't got anything left uh, thank you for coming on man appreciate it dropped in helped us out a little bit here you know diego sanchez kind of big time does here. so oh, we'll have to catch up <laughs> with them in albuquerque you know what
4: i'm saying
0: yeah anytime
4: man anytime <laughs> you guys need me i'm here i don't, I don't do shit at night
0: all right, you <laughs> you you meet us down there in Albuquerque in case we need some yeah, gonna need we help. Yeah, we're going to need help, Doctor Diego.
4: Oh, man, <laughs> he, this is the guy that imitated me. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll All right, Show him. Gonna show him. All right, man. All right, Let's we'll talk you later, to you guys. soon. Take
0: it easy. Later. Right. Yeah, we'll show uh, him. Roberto we'll say, hey, Armas.
1: Do you know Roberto Armas? Do. You- you should see he was imitating you on the show unprovoked? <laughs> Don't even know why he started doing it. Yeah, we'll, he just started we'll cut, doing yeah, it.
0: We'll cut that part out of the show. Yeah. We'll just, we'll cut me talking to him first and just yep. have him do it. That'll be yeah, his I next mean, fight. Uh absent-minded said Rusty Crowder. He, he's got a lot of options, man. I'm I'm a rookie Randall's coming up with a fight, right? You got rookie Randall already has a fight. Um, let's get let's get the cheat code in here and we'll uh we'll wrap up the show with the the leader of the slaughterhouse gang over there. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Ryan hey. Perez, what's up, buddy? What's up, my boy? How are you, sir? Hello. Oh, uh, you know, we're always good. What's
3: up, man? How you doing? You know, hanging out, chilling, enjoying your show as usual. Nice, nice. Appreciate I see you got the
1: Guerrilla Warfare gear on, huh?
0: Oh, yeah, all day, all day, all day. Warfare. Go use promo code. Hey, if you're going to get any uh, Guerrilla Warfare stuff, Ryan, can you do me a favor and use promo code Mike and Mish? And,
3: uh... Save 15%. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I gotta get my percentage too, right? So they gotta use my we'll promo code. Five, we'll
1: give you five percent of
3: the fifteen. <laughs> yeah,
0: all right, all right, that works. Yeah. So what's good, man? You got um, you 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 finally got your uh, your shiny fucking prize toy. The guy, the man himself, is finally gonna make his his debut in the BKFC ring, right? Let's talk about it. Tell us who it is and uh, why you've been so goddamn excited about this for so long?
3: I mean, to be honest with you, like, I didn't even want to put him in bare knuckle because he's such an amazing boxer. So it wasn't like something I wanted to do. But, you know, boxing is so fucked up that it had him sitting on a whole, on the bench for a whole year because of bad uh, contracts and bad deals.
1: And real quick, uh, who are we talking about for people who don't, might Uh, not know?
3: His name is Bryce Henry. He's a 5 and 0 pro boxer. He fights at 155,
0: 165.
3: Isn't so, he is he, he's like 6'3", 6'4" 6'5". 6'5". Holy shit. Yeah. He's he's by, by far he's by far the best and not because I train him. Like I've in my whole time ever being a coach, I think I've seen three kids, Teofimo Lopez being one of them, that I was like, "Fuck, that kid got it." And Bryce is one of them. Those kids out of the three that I've seen him. One of them is Teofimo, another one was Xander Zayas, And then you know Bryce. Sorry, my fucking lights off this What what is it about him that that
0: makes you say that? Like, is he just extremely teachable? Does he is he just like perfect? Is perfect with his technique? What what is it about it, him?
3: It, he's a freak. Like it's he's just a freak of nature. It's just so weird to see someone that tall that you think like your advantage is like, Oh, let me get on the inside on him, You know, you would think that's your advantage, but it's really not because his growth spurt came from like one year to the next. So he was usually the smaller guy, you know what I mean? And then from one year to the next, he fucking skyrocketed to like a giant. Wow. So, you know, he, he, he likes the inside fight. So it's like people think that, Oh, you know, I'm gonna get inside on him and that's going to be their advantage. And it just gets worse. And honestly, like, bro, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it's, I just sit back in awe, like, when I watch him spar and I watch him fight. And I've, he had, he had like 60 something amateur fights. He's fought like the best kids in England, the best kids in America. Like, he, he's, he's up there. Like, he's a real deal. How old is he? 22 or 21 now? 22? Man, he's very young. Very yeah, young. And, and we had, we were on a good run. We did five pro fights in one year. He fought on Thriller. Like we were headed in That's the right, right direction, but we just had such a half-ass bad deal with this promoter that um, I just had to put him on the bench for a whole year, so we could, so the guy couldn't meet his obligations, you know. And then we just were able to get out of our contract, but he was literally it? was a dick and sat the kid on the bench, him and his brother, for a whole year. Oh.
0: Hey, was the Triller card that he was on, was it a a was was it a re- was it an actual boxing match, or was it with the triad, the Triller triad?
3: No, it was a real boxing match. It was a
0: boxing match. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. He fought a guy with, like, 40 professional. It was funny because Sean Wheelock was the uh, referee for that fight. And at the beginning of the fight, he's like, you know, this is a really bad coach having a guy in here with, like, four professional fights against a guy with 40 fights. And then by round three, he had a whole different fucking tone. He was like, this is ridiculous. Who is this kid? So, you know, and he's special, yeah, bro. For those
0: listening to Ryan talk right now, Sean Wheelock was not refereeing that fight. He was commentating it. I don't think Sean Wheelock would be inside that ring, right, Ryan?
3: No, he was commentating it. Yeah,
0: you said you said referee, and I just Oh, to
3: sorry, sorry. Yeah, he was com- he was commentating and it was funny because he didn't really remember the fight and then he's so organized that when he went back into his notes yeah. before that fight that I told him, he was like, Oh fuck, yeah, I remember that kid. So <laughs> It's well, I'm gonna have
0: to go back and watch that one because yeah. I feel like I feel like I watched it and I don't remember watching Bryce fight because I watched the tr- who which which triller card was he on a, a Jake Paul card or was it
3: no it was like like the one with like the like Tyson the Willard, Tyson and, Roy Jones like the Anderson Silva or something like that was on that card oh okay I'm somebody gonna- one of the Silvas was on that card Triller Verse Two.
2: Yeah, it, mind, it was like
3: the. It was like it was like it was those shows that they were having where it was like half boxing, and then at the end of the half, half boxing, it was concert. like a rapping concert. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. one of those. And yeah. bro, and we took the fight. He took. I took the fight last minute. We fought at like light heavyweight, just wow. for shits, just for shits and giggles, and you know, just to get on, just to get our opportunity on TV. And then you know, it was just a, the guy that we signed with. Just shitted on us, so now now he's free of that deal. So I just want to get him in the like. I want to put him on here. I want to put him on the, whole, the George Mazdovol boxing shit. Oh yeah. I want to I want to put him on all the like the lanes that I can put him on because like he's a superstar. His brother's just as good. So you know, it's just getting them the exposure. So I, f- I figure if I put him in <laughs> Bare Knuckle for two or three fights, I can get him the exposure and then see who's interested in him.
1: Can we do one thing for Bryce? How do we get him a
3: picture on the BKFC
1: no. website, huh? How can good, we get a picture good, up there?
3: Good, good luck. That kid's IG has like four pictures. Like, he's not that kid. Get I, a picture I, I, of for, him and
1: get it sent around. We'll listen, all send it in.
3: Listen, for years, I've told him, like, hey, this is how you have to get sponsors. You need to promote yourself. He's just – there's two – I've always said there's only two types of fighters in this world. There's the Olympians, and then there's the kid from the street. That's it. There's no in-betweens. So the kid from the street is good at promoting himself because he's on the street. He knows how to survive. The Olympian is like the Michael Jacksons of boxing and shit like that. They don't leave the gym. They're bred in the gym. They have no friends. They only interact with the people in the gym. And those type of fighters, unfortunately, are like the best ones, but they don't get the limelight that the ones who are out there really like on the streets promoting themselves and have that personality get. So I'm really grateful that BKFC gave me this opportunity with Bryce too, because like I know he's not going to sell any tickets. That's a fact. Like he doesn't even give a he doesn't even give a shit about posting an IG post. And I bet listen, he did a podcast the other day. That's why I even asked of him be on a po- He was on a podcast, and mid conversation, he walked away and started doing jump rope and exercising. And the guy was like, "I guess he's done talking to me," and that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> oh no shit. Wow. I swear to God, like that's just who he is. He's He's a he's a very special like talent, and you know he knows it, like he fucking knows it.
1: So he's made an account on Instagram, June two thousand fifteen, right? You know how many posts he has? Twenty one.
0: Since two
1: thousand fifteen, yeah. So yeah,
3: he, a- he averages yeah. one you a year. You ain't lying, huh? Not two no. years. No, no, and I'm t- I'm telling you, this kid has been in training camps with Gervonta Davis, with like like real like real fighters. He doesn't give a shit because he's like, I'll beat them all up if they gave me the opportunity. So he's not so he's not starstruck. Like he's not what like I've literally sat in the corner with him in fights and just like ate nachos and would just tell him in the corner like you're so fucking sexy and just gave him water and shit. Because <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. Like it's just he's that talented. So I'm really curious because you know, bare knuckle is definitely different than boxing. So I wanna see how his skills transition into this. But if 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 I could get fifty percent of what I get in boxing out of him in this, a lot of fucking people are in trouble. Wow! Like I, because I see it all. I remember I spar him against Gogo. I spar him against Jomi. I spar him with Howard. I spar him with all these guys who are being successful in this. So and I see that he's like light years ahead of them. I can't see how, like, you know, he wanted to fight, who do you want to to fight, Chad Mendes, when I asked him, I was like, who do you want to fight for your debut, he said, Chad Mendes, Palomino, Mike Perry, like, he was just going for all those guys, like, he doesn't even, he doesn't even want to get his feet wet.
2: You
0: had to explain to him that's not really how the business works, my friend.
3: (laughs) <laughs> no, I told I told him I was like get three win get three wins yeah. and then you can start talking your shit because three wins in like, ten posts at least yeah what not that's not gonna happen like that's why that's why B- sided him in uh he's like he's going against a one and oh guy who's six five two like he's a six fiver six four he fights in a heavier weight class I'm giving the guy all the advantages home court I'm you know I had to give I'm giving him all the advantages to have somebody take a fight against him so. Well, we'll I'm see.
1: super, super, super excited to see him fight. I think the first time you may have mentioned him to us was in Albuquerque the last time. Um, yeah. And you you had said, oh, there's this guy, but I don't know if I'm going to bring him in a bare knuckle, whatever. And then since then, we've talked to just about every single fighter in your stable there, and every single one of them have the same reaction, the same things to say. So pff, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see and, him.
3: Fight. And, and I'm then, very excited. And if I could convince his little brother is like a pure boxer, like a purist, like a real student of the game, like he's a real purist. So when I tell him like, "Oh, you want to do bare knuckle?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't know." Like so, I, I would be excited too with his little brother because his little brother fights at forty five and he's like six three. So I was like, they're, they're yeah, he's another big motherfucker." But that's that's they're like they're like huge huge like they're like Howards like skinny, very shredded very wide shoulders like there's a specific boxer that i would always look for when i would train fighters there's a specific build and that's like the howards the bryces the bobbies those guys like the gogos and the jareds those are different those are sluggers you know like those aren't going to be your your gold medalist world champion boxers you know there's a certain fucking build that makes it to the top every time so
0: well Anybody that's listening, you guys can see Bryce Henry fight. Uh, is it Brandon Shavers? Derek Shavers? What's what Shavers' name? Brandon? Brandon? Shavers.
3: I think it was Brandon. Brandon, Brandon Shavers. Shaver.
0: Yeah. He's fighting Brandon Shavers on that New Orleans card. We can't wait for that. Let's can we, can we run through your stable real quick and just ask for an update on each guy real quick? Yes. Uh, Howard Davis posted that he signed a contract today. we we're, yes. we're, we're going to guess that he can't say his opponent right now because that's usually how it works. But when we're- will we? When will we're we fighting,
3: I can't. I don't really know the guy's name, but I can tell you we're fighting. And he's a he's a debuter and bare knuckle, but he's a, a veteran MMA dude. He has like five or six MMA fights or something like that. All right. Can so, you tell us when when that is? That's the Delray Beach
0: card. Delray Beach, nice. Oh wow. Yes, soon. All right. Are we gonna get um, Brian Duran back in there anytime soon?
3: Well, okay. So let's talk about that shit now. That's you know now that everybody you know I'll just put it out there. So we went to some bad labs that fucking bullshitted and photocopied our blood. Well, not just Brian. There's a list of Florida fighters that have nothing to do with Slaughterhouse or have anything to do with us in general. It's just a slew of fighters that went to this place and they all got scammed. Not just for that event. When the commission started doing the investigation, they found that it's been going on for some time with a variety of different fighters that we have no association with, but a lot in Florida. So it's something that's going on. You know what I mean? So unfortunately, them, you know, being cheap and like trying to save money, they went the cheap route and went to this bullshit uh, lab shit with all the other guys that didn't want to pay for their own insurance, you know, because what I found very offensive to me personally, Brian and them are upset because people talking shit about them, about steroids and all that retarded shit, which we all know blood tests and combat sports don't do steroid tests. So that shit right there is just dumb. Yeah, very dumb. But it not to
1: mention extremely expensive too, to be tested for a whole bunch of shit for all those people on like a regional
3: card that right
1: t- like right. what kind of and money then, are you gonna spend on that for on those tests and Sylvia, I'm, and, and I'm
3: glad' I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad we brought this up because I want to touch on this really for real so <clears throat> um people said like oh, all the slaughterhouse guys, all this, all this bullshit right It was two slaughterhouse guys. And if you look at that balance sheet, Joshua Alvarez didn't have bad blood. He passed. He did everything. Joshua Alvarez is fucking famous, right? No one right. knows that's his real fucking name, but that's his real fucking name. Yeah. So he's a slaughterhouse guy. He didn't fucking fail. There's a variety of Amanda that didn't fail that went to their primary doctors and they went that route. The ones who didn't have health insurance went to the bullshit guy, and. To be honest with you, Brian had already gone to that multiple times. So we had already fought with that blood work. So we didn't know. We weren't any wiser that it was not, not a good place or a bad place because we already had fought with that shit. Right. So like we didn't fucking know. We just went the same route. And there's no education by the commission. There's no education by your local fucking officials they don't tell you shit you literally google shit and hope that the people that are guiding you are just guiding you in the right way you know what I mean so that's just the reality of it like I don't do blood work I'm not a fucking doctor I have nothing to do with any of that shit so when people threw my name and my brand like oh they're fucking cheaters like I didn't see you know Jared there there's fucking Gogo. there's fucking Howard the list goes on and on of fighters that I have that didn't get caught up in that shit but if people knew the details of it, that it's not just this event; it was multiple events, multiple shit going on. That it's just something that was going on, and two of my guys that were on that car that needed their blood d- updated got fucking caught up in the cheap doctor bullshit that everybody down here in Miami was getting caught up in.
0: Now, for for uh, for Brian
3: and yeah, who was the other fighter? Uh, Rambo.
0: Rambo. Okay. That's what I was gonna say. That was Rambo,
3: right? Did you and, use... mi- and mind you, and mind you, you guys gotta understand. Rambo is a t- twenty-two and one amateur boxer in Florida, national champion, state champion. He knows the rules. Like he's not a fucking cheater. So right. it was just these. This is where they got set, and This is where they were told to go. And that's just what happened. They got fucking scammed.
0: So does this affect their standing records right now? Like Brian is three and zero. And you said that you no. can use the lab in the past. Does this eliminate those fights? No, let's let's keep
3: it real. What's that blood work really mean? Let's keep it real. Blood work, they don't do blood work a week before a show. They that shit's good in some states for a fucking year. Right. Really? So that shit means nothing. It's a technicality that they do just for their own fucking, you know, safety of insurance or whatever bullshit reason there is. But for it to, for you to tell me that it's safe. And, oh, we're doing it for the safety of the fighter? That's bullshit. Because if that was the case, everybody should have blood work done the week before the fight.
1: Yeah, everybody. Because
3: you can get your blood work done in two days. It comes right back.
1: You know, it's sort of like taking the COVID test. Now, I don't want to get too political because COVID's gotten political over the years. But, you know, people used to go take a COVID test. And then they're like, "Hey, I got my my fucking results." It's two days later. They're like, oh, right. "I don't got COVID." I'm like, "Dude, you could have got it fucking five minutes later." That shit is it's it's null and void. I, who gives right. a shit?
3: Right. <laughs> and, and for people for people to think that like my fighters or anybody that w- would cheat for fucking a hundred dollar blood exam, eighty dollar blood exam is retarded. You know what I mean? Like and, and like
0: and, uh, like Mike had said earlier, if it was for like a local promotion, right? It, was, it wasn't for like a Fucking pay-per-view somewhere. It wasn't for a big right. event. It was for a local boxing promotion. And, look,
3: and technically, and technically, if we, like if you really break it down, like the, the event never happened. The commission canceled the event because of the bullshit, right? Yeah. Right. So no one really did anything wrong. Like no one got past doing anything wrong with anything. And there was one fighter there, I forget his name, but I think his name was Summers or something like that, who was fighting Brian. He had to get a medical clearance from New York for a brain, a fucking head cut or some shit. So the guy goes to the doctor to get a medical clearance, right? To do that, but then has bad blood work. Like what sense does that make?
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So there's a
3: shitload of fuckery that people don't know that were behind the facts. The reality of it was I was funding the show because I wanted to get my fighters and kids in Florida that are coming up opportunities to fight bare knuckle because not everybody's going to get on BKFC. Not everybody's going to get to fight. Not everybody's going to get on the big show. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. if Dave was giving me an opportunity to use some of his guys to build this brand, there will be blood, and do all this shit, that's what the why I went that route. And I ended up losing, and I'm going to keep it totally transparent. I lost 9000 and change in this whole little fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? So for anybody to be like, "Oh, he's fuck," why the fuck would I sabotage my own shit? How stupid do you people sound? Right? Like that's we, why I didn't go. That's why I didn't details. go. People, right? That's why details. I didn't go online. I didn't go online. I didn't take any like chew anybody's head off because honestly, what what they're doing is just the defamation of character. Because one, I'm not the promoter. Two, I'm not the fucking fighter. Three, I, I'm not. The, I'm not a doctor, and. To put my name and to do all this shit, people were doing is literally defamation of character. Like you, I right. lost, I lost spot. Well, not personally, but fighters lost sponsors because of comments. You know what I mean? Yeah, so now you're taking
0: state of the world right now, man.
3: It's yeah. So now weird. you take, you're taking money out of kids' pockets. Someone has to pay for that. When everybody's name is cleared and all this shit goes away, someone has to pay for the 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 slandering of people's names the talking about people someone has to pay for that because you can't expect me to lose money and fuck up my shit and think i'm okay with it i'm not okay with losing nine thousand dollars and people blasting me online like i'm a cheater like that shit's retarded
0: yeah that shit, be, uh, very aggravating that shit what? came out on a day that we had a show and like i i Kind of went to bat for you guys because we know you guys and we know that this had to be some sort of fucking dumb bullshit and we absolutely didn't know any fucking anything about it, right? Nothing. So, so us being fucking smart people up here in fucking wicked, New England, small, wicked, smart. wicked smart people, I I kind of did a little PSA for you guys that night and I just said, hey, you guys don't fucking know anything that's going on, so why don't you please shut your fucking mouths before the process go play? Let the process play out. And why don't you fucking learn the real facts before you start making and the, opinions, you know? And
3: the, and the funny shit is, is when people, like, say, oh, they're indefinitely indefinitely suspended. Everybody gets indefinitely suspended after a cut, after an injury. There's a million reasons. Indefinite doesn't mean forever. It just means right. till further notice. Right. Yeah.
1: I got like, indefinitely suspended for throwing a stink bomb in my history class uh, after homeroom. And uh, they said that I was... Through chemical, like chemical warfare in the school. I swear to God, they were like, oh, my God, people (laughs) could be allergic. You almost killed them. You're suspended indefinitely. And I was like seventh grade. I was like indefinitely. What the fuck does that mean? They, yeah. I was suspended for 10 days, but they let me back into school.
3: <laughs> yeah, and it's like, like I mean, Brian, Brian, honestly, I feel bad the most bad words for Brian, Ramble, yeah. you know, whatever, but Brian really took it to heart, like how people went at him and shit like that, because he's really doing this for the best of his family and doing the right thing, so he just came up on the shit side of the stick, but for people to attack people that like are doing the same shit that they're doing, like yo, he's fighter like you. He's in the ring like you. And you don't even have your own people's back. Like yeah. a lot of people show their true colors to us. Like in one in our faces, they're like, Oh bro, picture, bro, you're the best, blah 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 blah. And as soon as as soon as something bad happens, they jump ship and start talking shit. And they start you see their true colors. And you know, things happen for a reason because God in the galaxy will always show you people's true colors before you level up so you don't bring them to the next level with you. So that's really all it was because the one weekend, one weekend, I lost $9,000 and my show was fucked up and everybody was talking shit. The following weekend, I'm in South Carolina with Gogo winning fucking Dang. number one contender. And now I'm on my way to knuckle mania with Jared to upset the fucking world and knock the shit out of Dobson. That's so, a,
0: that was, dude. You, you, it's okay. So you, you've done a podcast before in your lifetime because you just transitioned right into the next thing we got. I worked
3: in, about. I remember, I worked in radio in Miami <laughs> for like most of my youth.
0: I know uh, that was perfect for you because <laughs> my my follow up to that, like, I I hope that all that shit with the blood work and all that stuff gets cleared up, and I hope Brian and Rambo get their names cleared and they get back to fighting soon. Uh thank you for like explaining that to anybody that that wanted to hear it because we all needed to hear that um you got jared grant next week bare knuckle uh i mean uh, knuckle mania 3 fighting <clears throat> J- john dotson you you got to admit um dotson is the biggest name he stepped in there with and um dotson is a extremely fast powerful little guy that that packs a ton of fucking power in his hands um how is how are you feeling with Jared going into this? Do you see him making quick work of John, or do you see him no? Going? This is
3: this is the best type of fight to have as a fighter, the best type of fight because we're we're supposed to lose, we're supposed to lose. There's no question about that. Like the world looking at this fight that doesn't know bare knuckle, doesn't know Jared, doesn't know that the, we're supposed to fucking lose. No question about it. So, like I told Jared, you have nothing to lose. The world thinks you this guy's going to smoke you anyways. So go give it out go out there and surprise the world and you know if you knock this fucking guy out or you beat the shit out of him for 5 rounds you'll wake up the next day a superstar oh, and if yeah. not right and on. if not and if not you were supposed to lose
0: Dude, whatever you, you you just hit the nail right on the head he he goes out there and he dominates John Dodson you are, are no longer um a regular on the Mike and Miss show, you're getting called by like the Ariel Juanis of the world that want to talk to this young, like, to this, this? young bare knuckle fighter that so just who the, smoked
3: who, the, the, so who the fuck is? Yeah. Who the fuck is this kid with six professional fights that just put John Dotson in sleep?
0: Right, right. You're going to, you're going to be talking to the Luke Thomases and the schmoes of the world and stuff like that, which we, you know, we, me and Mike want to get there one day, but we're going to be, I yeah, we are, <laughs> we're, we're on our way. You know that, um, but that you're right. He's going to be getting hit by all the like worldwide media people. You know what
3: I mean? Yeah. And I mean, and the the one thing too that's a great like a great <laughs> advantage for our camp is that John Dotson has so many television fights that he's been on TV fighting so many times. Yeah. There's so much to watch. There's so Trump much to pick. And, like, one thing that I could definitely, i do not tooting my horn, but I'm a student of the game. And ever since I was a kid, I was addicted to combat sports. So I could sit there and literally watch a fight 7,000 times just to watch one round over and over and over and over and over just to see every movement. So I've already picked up on a lot of things Dobson does wrong. I already know his bad habits that he can't break because it has been a lifetime of doing that shit. So there's a lot of things that, like, if you go back and you go watch the Jimmy Rivera fight, right? When Jimmy Rivera fought him, Jimmy Rivera, I know from when he fought Howard, he's not a great boxer. Like, I know that. Like, that to me was already proven when he fought Howard. So when I see Jimmy Rivera outboxing you every fucking round of that fight and piecing you up, that tells me a lot about, That was when you were when you were at your best, and you're getting pieced up by a guy who's not a great boxer, just because he was cutting off the ring, just because he was putting you in comfortable situations. So I'm curious to see, you know. And Jared is a big 125er. He was a small 35er, but he's a big 125er. So if he thinks he's gonna muscle Jared around, if he thinks he's gonna do that, I mean, I I hope he does. The only advantage he has on us is that altitude. So. That's right, about it, right. yeah. And I'm it. and I'm fully aware of that.
1: It's so crazy so, that this fight is on this card with <laughs> this. This card is done. absolutely insane, insane. I'm so honestly,
3: I honestly fight. think he, I honestly think Dodson is overlooking Jared because that whole like comment is saying, "Oh, you know, I'm trying to get another 40 second knockout. I'm out of here in one round," and this and this and that. Like, if you look at Jared's body of work with only six professional fights. And you're talking about you're going to get him out of there in one round. Nobody's got Jared out of there in one round. So for right. you to be that confident that, oh, you know, even Reggie, who no doubt beat the shit out of Jared for five rounds that that day. But Jared was there for five fucking rounds taking a beating. He didn't fall. He didn't fold. He just, so I've, I've, Jared's like, you know, my boxing son. I don't see John Dotson making him quit. So he's going to be oh. in the fight.
0: I can't wait to see it, man. I can't wait to see you guys down there next week. They're going to do the open workouts on Wednesday at uh, at Jackson Wink, and we'll be there doing – I think me and Mike are going to try to go do a live thing from from the open workouts on Wednesday. So, And from what – I don't know if you know – I mean, I'm sure you know this, right? Like, from, from what we were told, I believe the top four fights, all those fighters should be at the open workout. So that would include the main event in the co-main, and then Dodson and Grant. And
3: hardy and watson so well this is, this is news to me, no me anything about that, so.
0: <laughs> Every well,
3: usually morning. usually usually we'll get like a little agenda of what you're supposed to do and the i do it came out yeah. i think it came yeah out see early. i don't look at i don't look at it till i'm on the plane and i got nothing to do so wow. I'm, like, I'm like let's see who i'm supposed to call when i get off this plane and then i go from there all weekend you know calling g no i don't yeah. know it's probably yeah. somebody somebody
0: Nah, man, it's uh, it's it's good to have you on and hear about these things. And before we let you go, you got anybody on that New Orleans card? We we talked about uh, Howard being on the Delray Beach card. We talked yeah. about Jared being on. Knuckle yeah I,
3: I got Bryce on the New Orleans card. Oh, um, we talked about Bryce. We had yep. Drew Drew Anglecore. Okay, and, oh, that's right. Yeah, and I believe one other guy. I'm just not sure w- which one. But we have a lot. We signed a lot of new fighters. Like I know oh, we guys Lecraze. got LeCraze. LeCraze. Yeah I, think play, play yeah, I think we got, we got, like, um, like, we got um Jack, uh, Zach Kalmas fighting soon. Uh, a, lot, a lot of guys that we're working with that we're going to start getting in the mix more often, more, more fight, more involved, you know?
0: Wait, wait, Zach Kalmas is with you?
3: Yeah, Slaughterhouse and Guerrilla War Management, yeah. No. That's it. Uh, That's oh us. yeah yeah
1: yeah. i think i did see that kalmus was because he he was wearing all the guerrilla warfare gear yeah, I, last week he was taking yeah. pictures and all that right. yeah yeah
3: so so what, what, what we need to do is i need to create like a poster like a death row po- i keep telling shane we need to create a death row poster with like everybody's face on it so everybody yes. like damn, damn how deep do they really roll yeah so it's deeper yeah. like there's a lot of them there's a lot of them yeah. bro for sure and, yeah, uh, and, definitely and do
1: that for sure. Yeah. It'll clear everything up for everybody. But Everybody will see everyone and they'll know, boom. Okay.
0: Cause I and, did uh, forget
1: about a couple of the fighters like, uh, angel car. I forgot about, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I still lined him up with, uh, with goat. So.
3: Yeah. Like even, even, even the guy that I'm bringing in the MMA guy that's fighting Howard, he signed to us too. You know, like, I think he's going to be like, you know how I do it. Like I put, I put Vinnie Torino against Carrie cuff. Uh, who was it? I fought. I fought my own guys against each other, you know. So I'll fight my own guys against each other. So this MMA guy's tough, and I feel he's he's going to give Howard a good fight. So I think it was, you know, a good matchup. And he has a lot of experience. So I figured it'd be a fair matchup for both of them. And Do you, you, know,
0: you guys have Carrie Caprio.
3: Yeah, is he going to be fighting sometime soon? He's doing a boxing match. So I think after his boxing match, he's going to. Get back in the mix. It's just uh-huh. hard because he's a 125er. Like, he's a real little guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, until like they built that division, he he wasn't doing anything. So, he started focusing on boxing and doing other things.
0: now he was impressive in his first fight. And how yeah. about Jomi? Is Jomi got something lined up?
3: Jo- Jomi was, I was trying to get him on the Del Rey card, but it just didn't work out. And I mean, Jomi's always, you know, available to send to Russia or to, like, any of those crazy shit. Jomi's just one of those guys that will do all, all that nuts shit, so. Would would Jomi be, will, like,
0: how, how heavy does he walk around, like, in his day-to-day life? Is he about a 200-pounder?
3: Yeah, like 205, 197. I was going
0: to say, like, that Idris Wasi was supposed to fight um, Quentin Henry. Henry. He was supposed to fight Quentin Henry in New Orleans, right? Yep, and Quentin Henry pulled out with a torn plantar uh, plant,
1: fascia.
0: Plantar fascia. So Idris Wasi was online saying that like he was heartbroken. He lost his opponent. He doesn't have an opponent for New Orleans. He had all these tickets sold, and his family was coming to see him right. fight and yeah, all that, stuff. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, I think I might even messaged you, Ryan. I was like, you don't have a 205er to go in there and fight this kid, Idris Wasi <laughs> I figured you probably had some.
3: What's that? What's that guy's record? Uh,
0: I think he's one in one, one in one for something. BK. Yeah. He I knocked know. somebody out. One one. He knocked somebody out in Orlando the first time they went there at the Caribbean. Yep. Yep. And then he took the fight against Steve Townsend on like five days notice and, and went, went to fucking war yeah, with Townsend and ended up getting finished in like the third or fourth round it was a fucking great fight between those if, two
3: if i if i was like this is like obviously on the top of my head but if i was to put any of my guys into a 205 fight i would say jeremy smith, jeremy smith yeah, yeah. that's who yeah. i was thinking the whole time but yeah like, jomi jomi would be a small 205er jeremy smith is a solid 205er well there's still time then you're
0: you just want yeah, listen listen runner.
3: Jeremy Smith Nate. is the most game fighter that's the thing he gives no shits he don't care about winning and losing he just goes out there and gives it a valiant effort every fucking time so dude. he doesn't care like he gives no shits like that's what yeah. I love about Jeremy he's my wow. age and I'm so impressed with him because I wish I would have that type of dedication to fight because I feel like I could probably be some of these dude's asses myself. But I just don't have that discipline at my age with my lifestyle and my kids and to be like to, to actually go in there and, and Jeremy does at our age. And I'm just like at awe with this yeah, shit. he's he a does. beast for sure. He's a pivot. He, 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 he runs a him. business. He runs a business. He's from South Fucking Africa. Came to America by himself. He you know, he's a real dude, bro. And then on top of that, the dedication it takes at his age at 38 to really be in this shit. And winning and being like successful against young dudes, like I tip my hat off to him every time. I'm like, bro, you're a fucking animal.
0: Well, time to hit up Nate and say, hey, this kid Idris Wasi got an opponent or what? Because uh, Pitbull's ready.
3: <laughs> tr- 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 trust me, bro. I- I'll be on that. I'm in the AM for sure. I'll be like, hey, I heard someone fell out. Nice. So, hell yeah. yeah.
0: It's a it's a you know pleasure to
3: help. You know. Yes, always. I'm I'm always down, and the one thing about like I like a lot like a lot of my fighters is they don't give me no bullshit. Like my core guys, like Howard, uh, you know, fucking always takes a tough fight. Jared will take any fight, you know. That's what I like about my camp. Like they know go go Brian. Whatever I throw at them, they just take. So it's it's good to move like that with fighters.
0: I got one more for you. Um, Yeah, the Virginia card. Britain is Britain. Uh is, is Britain headlining that thing? Does she have an opponent? What's
3: up? Um, I don't know. Like, she she lives in Virginia. So like we really I guess she hasn't they haven't talked to her, they haven't talked to me about anything either. So like I don't really know. So I haven't we haven't spoken about training or anything like that. So okay. I don't know what, what right. the plan are about that
0: it's like they announced the Virginia card. Reggie told us he's headlining it, Britain told me she's headlining it. Who the hell's headlining it? Who's
3: on that car? They don't have anything. You know, there's only the one car. person that knows that, and it's the magical wizard named Nate Shook. Yeah. So, so like, for all, those that, for all those that think this guy or that guy can make moves, it's only one guy. It's the magical wizard of Nate Shook. That's we're, it.
1: Well, you know what we're going to have to do in Albuquerque is we're just going to scope out the elevators, right? And as soon as we see Nate, we oh, Nate, can you hold the door quick? And we'll run in, and then we'll just stop Listen, the elevator. Listen, you guys, you guys
3: – Nah, you guys have been to enough shows to know how that shit works in behind the scenes. Yeah. You can't talk to Nate. Nope. The uh, uh, Feldman Junior is not talking to you. Like, there's a bunch of certain dudes that are just gonna walk right by you yeah. and not say shit. Like, you got a better chance of having a twenty minute conversation with Dave Feldman Senior oh, than yeah. you do with like Junior oh, sure. and Nate or any of those guys. You, you want know nice. to know what's funny? We
0: we actually made an attempt to do a post fight or post event interview with junior
1: yeah we want we always do we We always do one with senior
0: we always do one with senior but he was there with his wife that night and he bounced as soon as the event was over uh but dave junior was there and we're um we're like why don't we fucking see if he'll do one? Yeah. <laughs> and he did not want to. He, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he, well, ah!
1: And you want to know what? In his defense, though, and, and you know, Ryan, that guy, he's busy, people he's don't give him fuck. credit. And I see every now and then there'll be like a, a Dave Jr. hater, too, because I they think they're just jealous as fuck, for sure. Facts. But he works his fucking ass off at those things. He does. He, is, he has his hand in every single pot. It, if, if people watch it and they don't know... He is like he's the moving fucking, the strings. He's the main gear in that. Fucking yeah, he's scene.
3: Mo- he's moving the strings he, for hundred percent. They don't get that.
1: I know that he is the main fucking guy. Yeah, like he absolutely does everything. Uh, Listen, I watch I, what he does.
3: I stopped taking it personal when he didn't respond to my text about uh, saying yeah. shit. I was like, yeah. oh fuck it, he's just too busy. I'm not even yeah. taking yeah. It personal though. because that that like that's the thing that people don't get. Like those dudes, like Nate. Like just imagine that shit. Some promoters have difficulties matching up one show. You see him on Facebook all the time, like looking for this guy, looking for that guy. Yeah. That's one fucking show. This guy's matching up over fifty shows in a year. Yeah, and you can't fail. That's some real pressure.
1: There's a lot going on. Yeah, like my and- show.
3: My show failed. I lost nine thousand dollars. Fuck it. We keep it moving. This shit fails. Someone might die out here You know what I mean That's how serious this shit is Yeah that's how serious this shit is
1: Yeah yeah He's busy he had a whole handful full of uh, So the show's still going on They're still talking because you know afterwards You know you get the commentators talking They're fucking going over some shit He's got a whole handful of fucking envelopes He's looking for people I was like oh Dave you want to fucking do a thing He's like oh I can't buddy I can't And I was like yep he can't <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Know, yeah, I just walked right away. As soon as you yeah. said, See you
3: later. Yeah, there's yeah. no point. There's no point. There's certain, and there's like there's a, some of the photographer video guys that are super cool, like Evan and, yeah. and all those guys. Like no one sees the shit they do, bro. Like that shit's crazy to do that yeah. all a weekend and yeah. then pick up like the circus and then do it all over again somewhere else. Yeah, like, that's on, on nuts.
0: The 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 number of people in their crew you would think should be like three times as many people. Facts. It, it, Facts. It's, it, it's insane how little, how small that group is. Yes. It's and they're reason. putting on these gigantic promotions, uh, like these big productions. High-level, super fucking well put together productions that you would think that they have this massive staff. They do not. It's like, but
3: you got you got to remember those dudes that are in there, like the Tom Sconzes of the world. A lot of people might not know who that is, but he's one of the medical directors for BKFC. Like that dude is like an icon in combat sports. Yep. So to have that dude on your team, that's like that's like having ten employees because that's thirty years of knowledge right there. Right, Doctor Doctor Yep. Bro, like, I've dealt with a bunch of doctors in corners. That guy's the coolest fucking doctor I've ever dealt with.
1: And he's dedicated because I see him. I will see – so at the last event, you see him. You saw him. He was down at the table with, I think, who is his wife, right? And then Kevin Smith and then someone else. And they're just talking about medical stuff and trying to make the No, and he's down there. No, you know what he's doing?
3: That's not what he's doing because I've sat there to wonder why. I'm like, why the fuck? He sits there after the show for, like, three hours – because he gives all the fighters a talk at the after the shit. that Oh, after if the you, show. I'll yeah, talk if, before the if show. You're, I'm at the, he's like, I'm at the hotel for three uh, up at night. If you guys need me after the fight, he'll literally go to your room and take care of you. Like, that's yeah. a real doctor. Where that's other awesome. places, the doctor goes home and it's like, show's over. I'm out of here. Yeah. This dude, like, really cares about the fighters. And it's like like Dave Jr., man, the production that they put on, that's, that's not their first day. Like, they've had to fall a hundred times to get to that level, so... Yeah. I always take my hat off to them, man, to like be able to put a show on like that. It's crazy. You
0: know, really you is. you brought up Sconzo. Um, that's a guy that I would like to have come on the show because you ever sit down and have a 45 minute conversation with Tom Sconzo, that dude has lived a great, like super interesting life. Like he was like very good friends with uh, like Malcolm X's daughter and like yeah. trained and trained in Harlem with Ron Von Cleef, and, like, he he's done, like, all this crazy shit. And I'm I, and he was, like, I think he was a Marine back in the day. And, like, me and him sat there. We went out to sushi, and he talked about all kinds of – he's, like, a, a two-time martial arts hall of famer and two different things. And he's, like, one of the top guys in the ISKA, and he's this and that. And I'm, like, Jesus, this dude is, like, and, one of and, the most and, interesting and- people I've ever met.
3: Right. He's one of the most interesting people, one of the most declarated people, and he's down to earth that he'll go eat sushi with you and just be cool. Fuck, that's yeah. what I that's what I like about this because I've been to like the top ranked shows. I've been to PBC. I've been to all those bullshit shows. And when you go to those shows, like literally no one talks to you, no one gives a shit. You're in and out the door, you're a product, you're a number, no one cares. Like this is a real network, like a family, and like that's what's really cool about BKFC to me. It's like the camaraderie... Camar- I don't know how to say the word, Camaraderie, camaraderie whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that they bring and the shit that they do with the fighters and how everybody vibes. Yeah, like that to me is super cool. Yeah, and every I once in a while you get a bad fucking apple that kills the vibe for everybody. But you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, they kill the vibe, then you kill them, and the vibe gets better again. Yeah, sure. bro, you go just got,
3: you got like oh is there, oh I, I I know you guys gotta go because late as fuck, but I got one thing to say before sure. I leave. Go ahead. Fuck Planet Hank. That that will be all. Okay, <laughs> we'll <laughs> leave it at that. Okay. All yeah, right, that, I, Fuck that redheaded bitch ass motherfucker. I'm not a fighter. I'm nobody. I'm a regular ass dude. So, the, all that slick shit he says, I'll go to that fucking, I'll go to this little stupid ass comedy shows. They have him punch him dead in his goddamn mouth. So, he needs to stop with his little bullshit. I know you guys aren't going to post this. And you probably should edit it out before you put it on the BKFC app. But, fuck that little fucking redheaded fuck.
0: <laughs> all righty, yeah, all right, all right, Ryan Perez. We will see you next week when we get down there. Me, me, and Mike will be there on Wednesday. We I, don't, I don't know when you get to Albuquerque. But-
3: Wednesday, I'll be out there Wednesday too. I all already, right. I already, I already dropped Jared out there in Albuquerque so that way he gets uh, used to the altitude. So, yeah. all right, trying Sweet. to trying to cut trying to cut the advantages of Dotson down. They just think we're dumb though, so we'll see. Getting acclimated. That's yeah, what you got to
0: do. Ryan, thanks for coming on. Thanks for yep. dropping all kinds of knowledge on us tonight. Yes. And uh, we'll talk to Thank you next you. week.
3: All right, guys. Talk to you later, bro. All yes. right. Later. later. All right.
1: Wow. Hey, this, that was uh, awesome. That was, that was
0: great. great. That was fantastic, man. Take Thank that.
1: You. Take that, Diego. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> that was very cool. And you know what? Ryan popping on here. That was solid because we needed to talk about that blood test stuff that needed to be talked about. He was very wide open with it, like he always yeah. is, yeah. And um, and he previewed a lot of uh, upcoming things that he's got going on. So, and maybe, uh, maybe he calls up Nate tomorrow, and Jeremy Smith has himself. Fight oh, that, him.
1: would that would be fantastic! So cool,
0: Come on now. Yeah, we're always just just poking our noses in things. Yeah, around here, here, here to
1: help if we can help. We would love to see it.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: Mr. is a good dude and we talked to him before and yeah. he, and he 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 wants to fight and and it's it would help him so when his family's got the tickets that that would really suck. He was so like well, what would be what, great.
0: what I liked about like we interviewed him after he lost to Steve Townsend. Yeah. And he had like a like he was almost like choked up that we even wanted to talk to him. After I know. I
1: know. I know that that's was what like, kind of made me like drawn to him. You know? Yeah.
0: I was like, man, this kid's a good kid. He just really wants to do well. And he, it broke his heart that he went out there and lost. And we're like, bro, you took the fight on like five days notice, four days yeah. notice. And you put and, on a great fight and almost it, won. Yeah, and you almost won. You went to war with a dude named fucking Tomahawk that yeah. is a goddamn massive. warrior. Yeah, he's a fucking 225-pound warrior, and you went to war with him, and it was it's nothing to hang your head about. It was fucking great, and yeah. you should be proud of yourself. You know what I mean? You came here, you showed up, you got a paycheck, and you earned the respect of the bosses, and they're going to keep, keep bringing you back as long as you fucking – perform the way you did tonight mm-hmm. and, and and he was very cool with us yeah. so I, I was i was a little heartbroken for him when he lost his opponent and he posted that thing the other day he was he was yeah but you fucking- want to know
1: what he says lost the fight you know whatever it sucks this is not word for word people but then he says you know my family already has tickets but it's okay things will work out like that it, like his last sentence was like but it's okay things will work out like yeah. this, this dude's crushed and then he's like but it's okay
0: Oh uh, yeah. You know, everything, everything happens for a reason, Mike. Right. Hey, so Hey, shout out to Mike, the Marine Richmond for coming on and Mm -hmm. delivering like he always does on this show. I cannot wait for that event that he, him and Lorenzo did their part with us on our show last night and tonight to, to sell it even more because I'm even more hyped for now than I was before. um, the rest of the cards incredible. There will not be any shows for Mike and uh, for Mike and myself next week. No Mike and Miss show next week uh, on our regular time. But right, pay attention to our channel and pay attention to our YouTube and stuff because we 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 are going to plan on going live from the uh, open workouts on Wednesday from Jackson Wink. We're planning on broadcasting live from the weigh-ins on Thursday. And yep. getting interviews done on on Thursday like we always do. Thursday, and then,
1: we want to do something Thursday, maybe morning.
0: Oh, yeah. We might be doing an actual Mike and Miss show, an episode, like a full episode like we do right now. But it might be a little different. We're going to try to go live Thursday morning from the Fighter Hotel. Mm-hmm. And we're going to set up down there. I, I don't know how we're going to do it yet, but we're going to ha- try to set up some way where we, we have a table with some cameras and stuff. And we're going to, you know, welcome anybody that yep. wants to sit in on the show and talk with us, but also have call-in guests like we do on this show. Yeah.
1: Um, so it'll be a we're little gonna, extravaganza.
0: Yeah. We're going to try to get as many um, of the New Orleans fighters that from that card on that show Thursday morning, whoever right. can make it. Right. Because so, we don't
1: have time because that freaking card is one, week, one week after that. And by the time we get home, those fighters are already going to be going to New Orleans And they're going to be doing their way. And we don't have time to get those people on the show. So we're going to try to hit those people off on Thursday and give them their time, their space. And then they can chit chat with some of the fighters that are going to be fighting knuckle mania. And maybe we get some good uh, chemistry going between some fighters from different cards and, They can talk about knucklemania, and they can talk about new Orleans. Right. So it'll be, so, so,
0: so here's our, here's our timeline for every, all the, all the Mike and missionaries. Yeah. You hear what I just said there, all the Mike and missionaries out there next week. Look for us Wednesday, 5 PM Eastern time, 3 PM Albuquerque time us going live from the open workouts around that time. Pay attention for that one. Look for us going live Thursday morning. Not sure the time yet there. And then live again from the weigh-ins Thursday night. And then we're going to do our thing at the event on Friday. So, yeah, it'll no be somewhat show.
1: different. We have a little bit of it. So we have some new equipment that we're testing out this week. So it should all go as as planned. And uh it should be really freaking cool.
0: Yeah, we're going to try not to suck. <laughs> right, Mike? Yep. Hey, listen, fuck it. Let's do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. That's what with we that do. that said, <laughs> thank you, Mike Richmond, for coming on. Thank you, for uh, Roberto Armas, for coming on. And thank you for uh, Ryan Perez coming on here. And you guys delivered a great show tonight. And it was it was fly by the seat of our pants type shit. Um, we'll catch up with Diego Sanchez next week. I yep. know we will. We're going to run into him. And we'll do a live interview yeah. with him. So yes, with that right. said, thank you guys for tuning in. Keep sticking with us. We'll keep getting better. And we'll see you next week at Knucklemania 3. Mike, peace.